Hi. Hi. I am so tired and low energy. <laughs> I'm trying to be awakened with it. It'll be it, it's a, it'll be a quick uh, quick one this time. Not a whole lot. Okay. Of, not a whole lot going on. Yeah, not too much. Still though. Hmm. Maybe if we get lucky and I can throw this together, we can play some Destiny too. Finally. <laughs> it's a good thing I put my phone to charge. <laughs> you want to hit on that really quick while we're getting started? Because that's technically gaming news, I guess. Yeah. It's been going on for a, a week now, I think. I'm actually surprised we didn't talk about it last time. Um, we didn't really. I don't. I mean, yeah, it was going on during the time, but um, I don't know. It it got progressively worse. So, like, it was, sure, it was a big deal, mm. but then it seemed like, you know, they acknowledged, hang on, do we want to intro the show and just get on? Yeah. <laughs> Since we're already getting it? Okay. I'm so tired, I can't remember the number. We're on 44, right? I think so. Tell me we're on 44. I think we're on 44. We're on 44. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I am feeling under the weather, but I'm trying to do my best here, people. Ugh. <sighs> All right, this is the Rebel Pack Podcast, episode 44, and I'm sickly Adam. And I'm okay, Mike. <laughs> uh, I thought you were going to say you're healthy, Mike. <laughs> that would have been fine. Still got a ways to go on that one, but... <laughs> you're healthier than I am right now. Mm. You have energy. I have gelato. <laughs> My throat is killing me. I'll make it work. Anyway, yeah, we didn't talk about um, Bungie servers and stuff being the target of a DDoS attack. And we never talked about the funny, guns, the funny guns or nothing. No, the glitch thing. That was, I don't know. Do you want to? I, I, now I'm tripping up because I'm thinking of both things at the same time. <laughs> it's kind of funny how once one got fixed and the other thing happened. What do you want to explain, and I'll explain the other one. Well, if I, I want to say as far as like whoever is a Destiny fan at this point or plays the game, basically should know what we're talking about. Um, the glitch that we were talking about was apparently people found out that you could put a frame from one weapon into a, another weapon, basically souping it up. People were turning automatic. Uh, uh, auto rifles into shotguns and grenade launchers into shotguns and basically everything everything under and combining exotic perks with other exotics oh, jesus christ yeah like the uh the vexclave they were putting was it grenade launcher rounds from it from like dead messenger on the vex one yeah just shit like that <laughs> so basically like the guns would take on the perks and the actions of one gun but would still be the other one so you had full auto shotguns that were shooting far range and shit like that or rocket shooting grenade launchers and weird ass things like that but that got patched after a weekend of using it but as soon as that got patched bungie was uh subjected to a ddos attack and that has been going on for the last week and it's made the game pretty much unplayable at points and they've kind of pinged it down to a specific time frame. It seems like it's from 3 p.m. to about 2 a.m. 
And it kind of comes in waves, too, because right. it could come every five minutes to every half hour to an hour. Right. Still don't know anything about who it is or what's going on. But, like I told you earlier, we were checking out someone who's been monitoring the traffic, and it seems like the last 24 hours has been quiet. So I'm wondering if we can get some gaming time in before uh, reset tomorrow. I hope so. Uh, but at the same time, I'm also feeling like this is going to be the calm before the storm. <laughs> Think it's going to get worse? Could be. Unless, unless they prove their point already. You take away our funny guns, we're going to screw, screw with your servers? Well, the, the question is, what is the point behind it? Because, you know, the person who's doing it hasn't come out and said, yeah, it's me and I'm doing it for XYZ reasons. They're just, it's somebody doing it. And it might not even be just one person either. It could be a couple people. Could just be doing it just because they there can. Is, I mean, yeah, it could be that too. There's there's speculation that um something I just saw earlier, like it's kind of a bleed over from something, which I don't I don't think that these two are related. But um apparently Sony was hacked or breached by some ransomware group. Okay. You didn't know about that? I read slightly about it, but... Yeah, I was just reading about it today. It's uh, some hacker group named Ransomed.VC. They claim to have breached Sony's... Um, all of their systems, apparently, and have gotten, like... They've showed off about 6,000 files of different things. And people are wondering if, like, maybe it's this group that's doing it, or is it tied to it? And I'm just like, I don't think that that would be the case. It would be in, it would be interesting though. It would be, but I would go back to my original question and say why. You know, I I don't understand the reasoning behind it besides just to do it. But um, other, this came to light. Be go ahead. I was gonna say other than the fact to prove a point. Hey, yeah, we can fuck with your shit. Like we're we're messing with one of one of your uh one of your top games right now. Because of your, uh, because we broke into your system. Yeah, but Sony and Bungie are not intrinsically tied. They're they're two separate entities. It's not like because Bungie is now owned by Sony, they have access to the Sony servers and shit like that, and can use it as a backdoor into them. True, but I'm trying to I'm trying to think if there's like any way to con any way of type of connection. Is what I is what I'm trying to think of. I could be wrong. Cause I, like, I honestly have no idea. Because I'm thinking along the same lines of, like, just recently, because uh, this this kind of bleeds over into into my work this time around, that, um, and even uh, even uh, as a customer for, like, Eversource, we, we got not notices from different companies saying, hey, our systems got breached. And this information, um, your information is vulnerable and could have could have been sold out all because of like one, um, all because one company was breached that had to do with everybody else, all these other companies, and why they were uh, they were reaching out. I'm wondering if it was a similar type of situation. I guess it would be depending on what information is shared between them, right? <clears throat> or how it's shared also. But um, I think it was an Australian publication called Cybersecurity Connect mm -hmm. uh, put out the word apparently that 
Sony was quote unquote cracked open by these guys because they were posting about it on the dark web. They said that apparently they had unearthed some screenshots of Sony's internal login page and some PowerPoint presentations, which is interesting. I wonder what they were. Um, what else? Some they uh, they also had like a handful of Java files and some HTML data, and like they showed the document tree of all six thousand files, like basically what what links into what and where. Right. Uh, Sony hasn't said anything about this yet either. I'm wondering if they're even going to acknowledge it. But then, like, this is kind of um, reminding people about, like we talked about recently back in 2011, when Sony got hacked and brought down all their services and everything, and 77 million accounts were compromised. Basically, that, that that's what I'm thinking. Because <laughs> this, isn't, this isn't the first time that they've been hacked, and it's clearly not and, the same. And these people are outright saying, hey, Sony's not working with us. This data's up for sale. Let us know. We'll sell it to you. Right. So not cool. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm but it definitely makes you re- it reminds you of that incident. Pretty much, and I'm I'm just waiting for them to make some type of announcement. Oh, your shit got breached again. I was gonna say you're waiting for the sh- other shoe to drop. Yeah. Here, here's the crappy games we'll offer you for free. <laughs> I like how you put it like that, considering the link I sent you. For if you bought a PS5 recently, you get a free game. <laughs> it's like, oh, uh, well, our shit got breached again. Here's another free game. Sorry. I know, right? Uh, the thing I'm saying, though, is just if you buy a PS5 now and you bring it online, you get a chance to buy a free game. And like I mentioned to Mike, it's more like a it's a bundle idea. Because they usually have like Horizon or something like that with the PS5. But this way, you can pick your bundle sort of thing. Basically, which is... It's an interesting idea, but it's also a weird time. Like you said, it's a weird time to do it. Why not do it around Christmas rather than before uh, Halloween? Right, exactly. Um, unless, uh, unless they have something in something in the works that they're going to release for around then, but... Yeah, they start introducing new bundles and things like that around Christmas. Not to mention uh, Spider-Man 2 is coming out in, in a few weeks, so... Yeah. There might be a PS5 bundle with that later. I still won't get it because it's too expensive. <laughs> yes, it is. Boo. But well, actually, when reading about the the hack thing, it, uh, I completely forgot about the the Sony hack where uh, they pissed off. Where they pissed off? Oh, Lizard Squad. Say again. The uh, the group that they pissed off was Lizard Squad, I believe. No, 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 no. I mean, when uh, Sony pissed off North Korea. Oh what? The the leak uh the second time uh Sony got hacked. Uh this was around the time I'm trying to remember what the hell the name of the movie is. The interview or something like that with um Oh, James Franco and shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right, cuz weren't they like they were allowing people to get that movie or something? It had something to do with the movie and their stuff. Right, exactly. And oh, it was Sony Pictures. Like they were like, "Hey, don't release this video or whatever." And Sony's like, "Now nah, we're gonna do it." Yeah, and they did it for free on yeah. Netflix. Yeah, at despite. Yeah. <laughs> well, North Korea's gonna North Korea, I guess. Basically, nothing happened. Very much. 
I, I forgot all about that. <laughs> you and me both until I read it. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> that was ridiculous. And then people were joking around that time too. It's like, just send Dennis Rodman back. He likes to talk to Kim Jong-un. Why not? Oh, fuck. Apparently they were buddy-buddy. Aren't they still buddy-buddy as far as I know? I honestly have no idea. I haven't really heard much about him. Mm. Wouldn't surprise me though. Oh, <laughs> this isn't video game related, but apparently they're opening up um, foreign visits again. They're allowing people to come and visit the, what do you want to call it, the country, state, whatever. What just? It's like, yeah, who who's gonna want to come and visit? I know, right? Uh, you're you're already thre uh, threatening to use use your newly developed nuclear weapons to show your. Mm -hmm. So let's invite let's invite tourists to go see your half cocked. Staged wonderful cities. Well, since we're talking about Sony pictures and movies, yes. oh, yeah. Um, apparently, the uh, Hollywood, the Hollywood light writers may have uh, come up with a deal, um, for the strike. Um, basically the Writers Guild and the Alliance of Motion Picture, um, landed a tentative agreement on the 24th, uh, the Guild announced. Um, even though, uh, not to be confused with the actor's strike, which is still going on at this point, but I'm sure with this deal, if, if, if it goes through, I don't doubt that the actor's one is going to follow suit along the same lines. Um, you don't think that the deal's gonna stop? Like the strike's gonna end, or it's gonna continue? Well, they need to vote on it, make sure everybody everybody's in agreement with with the things. Because once once they have it, the the final wording on paper, because that's what basically they're 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 waiting on is the actual written language. And if everybody agrees to it, then so this has just been a verbal agreement and they liked what they said. Right, exactly. They they all discussed and, and you mentioned what what sorry, you mentioned what I was going to bring up to you too was the actor strike was not included. This is just the writers thing. Right, exactly. And that should follow suit. Right. And I, I and I wouldn't doubt that once the once the um the written language is done and they accept it, I wouldn't doubt that the actors uh the actor strike should follow suit with a similar language. Yeah, and this kind of, um, the, I don't even know what the word I'm trying to think of is, but, like, this should stave off the idea of a video game strike as well. Right. Because that was the next thing to come, if nothing was working out. And this is, like, just shy of it being the longest strike, too, in history so far. Yeah, because I think the the writer's strike was, what, 20 months? What, what was the longest at this point? Do you remember? Um... I cannot recall offhand, but it falls just like either days or weeks short of being the longest. Oh, damn. That was close. Uh, trying to think. I got a cat meowing downstairs and I can hear it. <laughs> it's probably Odin. Because he, he likes the idea too. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here. He wants, to, he wants to see his friend come back. Gotta see Garfield and Goose get uh, get some. Uh... Who's what? <laughs> That's the Goose Garfield is the cat. Goose? From, uh, Goose is the cat from uh, Captain Marvel. 
Oh, okay. I, you said Garfield, and I was like, oh, yeah. What is it? Nicktoons Brawl, the sequel? Yeah. They just announced Garfield. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and they announced the grandma from Hey Arnold is going to be in it. Oh, shit. Shit's gotten real. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really weird roster that game is now. A little bit. Um, basically, at this point, um, with the deal, they're, they're trying to codify the, the language. And then there's going to be like two rounds of votes. Um, come in. I'm trying to remind myself of what it was. Uh, yeah, the negotiating committee will vote on whether to recommend the agreement and send it to the guild's board and council for approval. Um, and then the board and council will vote on whether to authorize the deal officially. So basically at that point, once it goes to the, goes through those votes, the original, um, the original uh, board that the oh my god, the body that did the original vote, <laughs> you got it. Will then authorize will then authorize the um, when to stop uh, when to stop the strike basically. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't mean they go back to work until there's uh, until the official uh, the official agreed upon date. But basically, right, everything's got to be stamped, sealed, and signed, and ready to go. Pretty much, um, that way, that way, um, everybody can start prepare, preparing to go back to work. But they did advise that, hey, you 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 can't be on the pickets right now because of what's going on, but you can go to go support the uh, the actor strike and go picket with them. Which is fair, because they did the same thing. Why not? Yeah, of course. Um, I'm wondering how the, I just, I guess the landscape of movies, TV, and writing is going to change after all this. You and me both. Because as cool as it would, as cool as it would be to see how the technology gets used for like AI and stuff like that to populate instead of it looking like weird little, granted it still wasn't bad. Because when we saw in like movies that showed massive crowds, they you're not paying attention enough to really see the kind of detail. When you do, though, it stands out. <laughs> Pretty much. <clears throat> um, I don't know. I, I'd, I'd be. Co- I think it would be cool to see how where they could take that type of technology. But at the same time, I, I fully agree with the fact of why they need the protections in place. Because mm-hmm. last thing I want is some asshole to. Because what's to stop somebody from lifting our images and shit off of, like, Facebook and whatnot, plug it into the AI and use it? It's under those same guidelines. I honestly don't know. (sighs) But to get back on topic. (laughs) (laughs) No, I like it. Um, And from what they're saying, the, the way the guild is talking, it's... It's supposed the the terms are pro- are going to be leaning towards the guild's favor, so I'm very interested I was to find say more favorable for them. Right, I want to see what that what that language is as to what they what they worked out. Right, because they haven't really shared anything yet. I mean, they might share it like after they get it in writing and send here's here's what we've agreed on. Oh, absolutely. Um, that's gonna be fun. <laughs> you and I have different definitions of fun. 
I'm boring. I like contract law. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> so along the same lines of like movies and TV, um, Star Wars related or adjacent, I guess. Uh, the main dude who plays Cal Kestis in Jedi Survivor, Cameron Monaghan, mm-hmm. he was in... Um, shit. I forgot the show now. It was something we used to watch all the time on Showtime. And I forgot. That's fine. It got bad at the end, so I don't care. <laughs> You're talking about the actor who did the he, most re- uh, most recent Jedi uh, Star Wars uh, video game, right? That's who I'm referencing, yes. I was just trying to think of the show that he was in, that I uh, first saw him in. But I can't remember it now. He's done a, he's done a and few, that's okay. Um I know he played the... He played the Joker in the Batman series on Fox. Yeah. And he also did... Um, my God, what the... I see clips of it on Facebook all the freaking time. Um, <clears throat> fuck me, really? So you're having the same problem I am. <laughs> and I, and w- watch, we're, it's, we're probably thinking of the same exact show and not realizing it either. Um, that would be funny. A family, uh, giant family of kids, and the dad's a drunk. Yes, yep. that's the same one I'm thinking yep. of. Yep. Okay. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> now, what the fuck is the name of the show? <laughs> All right, we got to look it up now since we're both thinking of the same thing. <laughs> damn you. Uh, what were you in? Shameless. Yes, there you go. There it is. Yeah, so he plays Cal Kestis in the Jedi Survivor games. Um, the second one just came out a little while ago, and he's already confirmed that a sequel to it is in development. Kenny? That's a little... Uh, exactly, that's what I was getting at. He That shit's usually kept behind closed doors, and they're not allowed to say anything. <laughs> I mean, sure, of course another one is coming out, because those games sell really well, and they're fun. Mm. But just like with voice actors spilling the news, because, you know... They're excited and can't keep it to themselves. Usually don't tell these people this information because they tend to leak it, and you don't want those leaks to come out. And that's what he did. Not to mention the fact that... Doesn't that... No. Because it's a different different guild guild altogether. I'm like... Doesn't that go against the actor's strike? For him to mention any of the works he's on? But that's a... It's a video game, so that would... Yeah, it's not a movie or TV series. Yeah. That's interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Really should look up what the delineation there is. Like, what makes it different. Yeah, because then, let's say, for example, this is just mo- my... He did mocap. Huh? He, he still... He did mocap. He still acted out things for right. it. Right. Or, let's say, for example... I, I, I don't know if he's ever done it or not, but let's say Mark Hamill d- does something for one of those games as Luke Skywalker. Where where does that line? Where do you draw that line? Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Yeah. Speaking of old things, like Mark, <laughs> <laughs> no offense, I love him. <laughs> I didn't realize that we missed Nintendo's birthday. They turned 134 over the weekend. Holy as a company. shit! Nintendo's that old? Yeah, man. Do you not remember what I told you? How they got their start? They weren't a video game company. Oh, yeah, I remember. Okay. Yeah, they got their start doing trading cards and stuff. Like, I think it was trading cards and little toys and things, and then they shifted towards electronics. Then got into video games, and that's where they stayed. 
Happy birthday, Nintendo, you old-ass bastard. Yeah. yeah was... <laughs> they turned 134 on Saturday, specifically. So mark your calendars for next year, people. We'll hit 135. They'll probably do something special for 135, since it's, you know, the 5th. Yes. Factor of 5. There we go. That's that's what I meant. Maybe um, I'm still maybe bitter we'll way, because uh, they didn't do anything for... Nin uh, I am still bitter because they didn't do anything for Legend of Zelda's birthday. It felt like a milestone. They're like, yeah, no. You got a Legend of Zelda-themed game and watch console, and that's it. It's because... Fuck that shit. We need, we need an Ocarina of Time remake for the Switch. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't give me that. It's still <laughs> one of their staple IPs that they could have done something more with. We need a Twilight Princess remake. Please. <laughs> That's all I'm asking. Well, speaking of remakes... Oh, and put Wind Waker HD on Switch. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you listen to Nintendo? <laughs> I hope so. But uh, on, Do it. on the topic of uh, remakes... Um, this is a bit of a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, apparently... I didn't even know this was an actual thing. Um, what? They're um, the depending on the developer. Mainly, the the article talked about was um, the leads from Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, which are basically Square Enix staple people. Um, yeah, yeah. They are at odds with each other as to how they feel on the term JRPG. Didn't even know See, that. See, was... that's. That's surprising. I remember a couple months ago there was some some Japanese developers that, like, I believe we talked about it on the podcast too, who shared their sentiments on what they thought about the term JRPG, and like some were fond of it, some thought it like fit the bill. Others was sort of like, it's just an RPG. Just because it comes from Japan doesn't mean anything. Uh, now that now that you're mentioning, I, th I think we did talk about it. Mm -hmm. But this sounds interesting too. I didn't know that they were at odds about well, it, not, especially when you're working that close together. Yeah, it's not well, not so much that they're at odds. They they have differing opinions of it, which I'm very surprised about. Um, who is against the idea? Well, it's not like he's really against it. He just doesn't like it. Um, it, it feels weird to him. Uh, Tetsuya Nomura. Um, interesting, because he's like. Was the grandfather of a lot of RPGs? Basically, like he got he got his start as the the art uh, like his bit uh, his big breakout is his art style for Final Fantasy VII. He he was he was the director for Kingdom Hearts, um, Final Fantasy Thirteen, stuff like that. Um, mm -hmm. So he's big in there, and. He, uh, I'm trying to see where was his, uh, his exact words he, that he's not too keen on the term, uh, cause he, they were saying that when they started doing interviews for games, um, uh, that they were making, uh, they never used the term and then just called them RPGs at that point. But, uh, at that time, but at some point people started referring to them as JRPGs. And he wasn't really sure what the, what people's intent was behind calling it that. Um, and to him, it just always felt off and weird. Or if it was even needed. Which I, I can I get his point, but at the same time, I don't see I don't see it as derogatory in any in any aspect. 
Yeah, I don't think it's meant to be derogatory either. It's it's like a denotion because like why what's stopping anybody from calling RPGs we make here American RPGs? You can't really call it ARPG because that term's usually used for action RPGs. Right. Like you'll hear a lot of people say that or CRPGs for character driven ones where it's like you build a character and every choice you make uh, kind of fits in the story and is based on your character alone. But what's stopping anybody from calling RPGs here American RPGs? It's to me, it's the same thing. It's just you're denoting where it's coming from, right? And, and usually, usually those games have a specific feel or a specific play style or systems that they use and things like that. So that way, you know, okay, it's a JRPG. I expect this sort of thing, or I expect this kind of system or this kind of gameplay. Right, exactly. That that, that was more my my thing about it was it's not so much that like granted. The point, the point of the J, the J was like, you only see that type of style in Japan, but that's their, that's the way they do RPGs. That's the type of RPG they're known for, in that style. Yep. Whereas, West, uh, our, Western RPG, not, nah, yeah, we're Western. That's a better yeah. way to put it. Instead of just saying American, you just say Western RPGs. Right. You're right. Our RPGs are different. We're, uh, because we'll have, like, Dragon Age, stuff like that, those D&D style, whereas Japan doesn't do that, which comes from their culture, which I understand. That's, that's the way I see it, is how you can differentiate between the two, because you can't just say, hey, I'm a RPG fan, if you like the uh, JRPG style of RPGs, but don't like the Western style of RPGs. So, based on what you just said, let me ask you a question. Without without specifically saying either way, if somebody says, I like RPGs, what kind of gameplay and systems come to mind for you? Like, what do you expect in a game if somebody says RPG? When, I, when somebody says RPG, I think... Um, that's just because that's the way I started. It, I go right to PlayStation. I go right to the Final Fantasy series. Um, exactly that. R- JRPGs. In my mind, they were RPGs at that time. Those are the type. Uh, those were the type of RPGs I was into. And as the market broadened, I, and I became more familiar with other types of RPGs. That's when I also came to know the uh, the RPGs, the Japanese RPGs as JRPGs. Mm-hmm. So when I hear RPG, I uh, first thing I'm going to do is like look and see what kind of RPG it is. But if I hear that, the first thing I think of or expect is it's going to be, it's going to be level based. It's going to be a party of three or four. It's going to be a, a broad story that's going to take at least forty hours to do uh, across multiple areas, if not like two main hub areas, right. and and just fighting monsters and leveling up. Yeah. Now and then you have to like drill down and see okay what's the spin on these things and what are they bringing into it and what are they taking away or how are they changing it to make it fresh right like when i think when i think jrpgs i'm thinking mechs i'm thinking uh dra- um not so much i want to say dragons but not so much that Cause that no actually monsters and folklore, yeah. 
Because where, um, because I even go back to where we were talking about. Worth it. I'm thinking if I'm thinking of Western RPGs, I'm thinking old English style. Um, medieval. Medieval. Yeah, medieval style of uh, gameplay. I'm thinking D and D. I'm thinking that type of stuff. Because even then, you go, you say goblins and goblins for each different ones. You're thinking of two different things. Mm-hmm. Or you think of orcs and orcs. In Western uh, Western RPG styles, you're thinking orcs are evil uh, evil elves, like in the Lord of the Rings. Whereas orcs in JRPGs are the giant cyclopses with sharp teeth. Yeah, more so piglins type of, type of idea. Okay. Because, for example, like the 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 slime game, orcs are depicted as giant. Wait, which slime game? No, the new one's a mushroom. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Sorry. I still can't believe I got an ad for that after we talked about it. <laughs> Actually, I've gotten two now, thank you. I've gotten one on Facebook and one on Instagram now. Try it out. You'll like it. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get hooked. Uh, I don't want to. But, yeah, uh, it's... And even then... When when you look at the different different characters that your the characters or creatures and stuff like that, they may share similar names, but even their styles are completely different. Yeah, because when you think of dragons from China and Japan, you're thinking wyvern type of dragons, whereas um, hang on, hang on, traditional dragons are supposed to be more snake like, aren't they? And wyverns are the ones with feet. Oh shit! <laughs> no, I'm thinking of worms. Oh, no, did I just bring your world down? How wyverns? Worms. Okay. W y r m s for people who are wondering. <laughs> but yeah, why do earthworms have wings? <laughs> but yeah, no, it's the. That's the way I see it. It's a differentiation, so you you know the difference. Ah, but he just doesn't like that. Yeah, to him, if it seems weird, which I, which I can understand. Coming back to the topic at hand. Yeah. Whereas, ironically enough, the Kitase, who was actually the director of the original Final Fantasy VII, he said he's per- he's not he's not bothered by it in the slightest. He th- um his exact quote was personally, I don't see it as derogative. Um, I think obviously with modern gaming, titles developed in West are the majority now. So if JRPGs only used in terms of differentiating, maybe showing a slightly different approach to games or a unique mm-hmm. flavor in terms of Japanese-made games, I'm absolutely fine with it. So he he's, he's seeing it along the lines of way we're seeing it is not it's not really derogatory. It's just saying, hey, this is that style type of thing, so that you apparently. Sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to say, apparently Naoki Yoshida expressed contempt for the word. <laughs> like, he didn't like it. Yes. He, he didn't care wow. for it at all. And that's what started the whole debate. I'm like, ooh, shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very interesting. So I would, really, I would really like to find out what other developers outside of uh, Square feel on it. 
because it seems to be a lot of square people. I feel like we talked about it in an old podcast, so we'd have to like go through some of our stuff and find it again? Yes. I'm sure that... Let me see if I can't find anything really quick, because I feel like one of the things I'm going to bring up next, they also had a comment on it, because they make RPGs as well at Platinum. Yeah. Oh. Um, I do... Um... Uh, another thing, if you if we're going to be on the topic of things being different from west to east, um, along the uh, along the topic of Square, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember the character Reno in the first game? No. Cocky redheaded dude. Is it red spiky hair with goggles? Yes. Okay. Um. Well, apparently his role in the in the next installment is going to be very limited due to the Japanese actor passing away. Well, um, oh. and that goes back to like to uh, goes back to the tradition that they do with the actors, where if an actor for a specific role passes away, they don't uh, they either don't recast or they don't recast right away. So, right. so as to not... Uh, Almost feels respectful in a way. Right, exactly. Because I didn't even learn about that until I found out, um, like in Kingdom Hearts 3, the the voice actor for Phil in uh, and the Japanese uh, voice actors passed away. So he didn't get any verbal lines whatsoever. They, they just decided not to recast him at all. So I was finding it weird why um, why Danny DeVito didn't reprise his role, and I'm like, oh, that's why. All right. But uh, this time around, the way they um, explained it is um, they're gonna use what he because he passed away before they started recording for the new, new installment. They're gonna use audio record uh, audio recordings from the previous installment for it, and then they're gonna decide whether or not they're going to. Um, recast them for any installments after that okay kind of sounds like a smart way of doing it basically because it's not like he's it's not like he's a small role where you can get away with that it it was a right he was a plot point character so so just to bring it back to the discussion of the jrpg term yep um like I had mentioned, uh, from Platinum Games, the makers of Devil May Cry, well, he helped make Devil May Cry, and he had a hand in making Bayonetta, and specifically mm-hmm. Bayonetta 3. Hideki Kamiya, he is leaving Platinum Games now, but he upon he actually heard Yoshida's terms and like contempt for it, and he mm-hmm. said that it's actually something that he feels like it should be celebrated. You know, Kamiya made action RPGs in, like, Devil May Cry and Bayonetta. Those have RPG elements in them, but they're action-oriented, mainly. But uh, he was, like... The thing that I had found was... Um, sure, the first... No, that's what Yoshida said. Never mind. Let me find what he said specifically about it. Hmm. Uh, I can't find it. <laughs> it just said that it's a JRPG is a term worth celebrating, not having contempt for. And this is Kamiya. Yeah. Who said that? And I agree. 
And like I said, the news is that he's leaving Platinum Games. So <laughs> wonder what he's going to do. They didn't give any information either. It's just like, hey, he's stepping down and moving on to something else. And he even, after that came out, confirmed it was like, yeah, what what the Platinum Games' Twitter account said is true. I'm leaving. We'll see what goes on after that. Nobody knows what's happening with him yet. He's doing a soft retire. Sure he'll be welcome in. <laughs> I, I mean, maybe. Or he's opening up his own studio. He could be. Dude knows what he's doing. Good luck to you, buddy. But yeah, I, I like his. I like his take on it. It's it's something to be celebrated because it's. I think I think it's a term of endearment to be honest because it's. In the gaming genre, it's. I mean, yeah. Have you ever heard of? Have you ever heard anyone say that word and be mad about it? Not at all. It's it's kind of its own genre. Yeah. Like how often can you say your style of game creation or development can be can coin a phrase that is used universally? Pretty much, and it's applied to the video game industry for your country. Your country's being being yeah. Rec- Sorry, Luna. Uh, your country's being recognized. <laughs> doing this particular style so well and has enjoyed so well that it's part of the the community's vernacular it's gone global too it's not just it's not secular it's not stuck to japan everybody likes it who plays video games well no i'm saying we're like it originated the the style originated from japan that's what people find it synonymous with that's that type of games and those type of games yeah yeah yeah. but i'm saying it didn't just it just didn't stay there it actually broke out and went across the globe and people like it right it's a good thing yes absolutely (laughs) to me but then again i'm not japanese and i'm not a game i'm not a japanese game developer so i'm sure that our sentiments are not the same as theirs basically we show utmost respect. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds almost as nice as the way Capcom put when they said that they were going to turn down any deals for acquisition. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> the COO was talking with Bloomberg recently, and the COO is uh, Karuhiro Sujimoto, mm-hmm. if anybody knows who that is. Uh, I don't, he's not the same one that'll actually go to events, so he just, like, he runs a lot of the business stuff. Mm. But he was talking with Bloomberg, I forget who the interviewer's name was, but she asked him, what would you say if Microsoft came to you asking to buy you out or to acquire you? And he, like, word for word basically said, we would gracefully decline because we'd rather be seen as as an equal. And they also believe in like fostering growth from within rather than buying outside companies and whatnot. So they want to foster what they have there and cause it to grow organically. I like that idea. So at least he was nice about it. Right. He's like, yeah, we, we'd rather be seen as equals. We we would be nice about it and be like, no, thanks. We got our own stuff. Not to mention, I'm sure. Which is fair. I agree. Capcom's doing awesome this year. <laughs> so I don't think they really need to worry about that. Pretty much. Not, not to mention, I'm sure they were watching the whole Microsoft Activision shit, and it was like, yeah, we don't want to deal with that. I feel like it would probably go a lot easier if they did, but uh, yeah. Activision Blizzard's just a whole other thing, because that was already a, what do you want to call it, an amalgamation of three different companies mm. to begin with. So then, of course, that probably made it even more 
confusing to navigate. But that's uh, that's all but accepted now. The UK CMA board is saying, yeah, that's fine. You can, you guys can purchase each other now. Phil Spencer didn't shoot himself in the foot <laughs> by claiming he wanted to buy Nintendo at some point. And now. <laughs> He didn't say that he wanted to. It would just be a dream thing, but it's not like that's what he was pursuing. Which I get it. You know, it would be a notch in his belt for his career or whatever. But yeah, I and I was gonna say don't don't catch chickens before they hatch. Just because they acquire them doesn't mean everything's gonna be roses. Very much. We gotta see how. You gotta this wait works. and see. They, they're gonna cinch that belt and make cuts somewhere. Something's going to happen later down the road. But yeah, the CMA has said that they are okay with the merger now. And this is due in part mainly because of the cloud gaming rights that they basically either gave to or sold to Ubisoft. Mm -hmm. So then the CMA was like, okay, this works. Like specifically they said with these protections in place to make sure the deal is properly implemented, this will maintain the structure of the market, enabling open competition to shape the development of cloud gaming. Which is what their initial worry was to begin with. Basically. So so they they think that the deal is going to close sometime after October 6th, 6th, but hopefully before the 18th, which the 18th is the deadline for anything to happen. Damn. And that was when, if if it didn't close by then, that would be when um, Microsoft has to pay Activision Blizzard $3 billion or whatever it was. Jesus Christ. Yep. So that went through. And of course, no sooner did that happen, we got some interesting Brazilian screenshots of people buying stuff on Xbox. Okay. <laughs> so... There was uh, a user on Twitter that had posted some screenshots of them buying Call of Duty that also apparently they had a Game Pass subscription. When they did, they got a notification saying, hey, you get this game free with your subscription. Finish your purchase now to own the game forever. So Call of Duty is coming to Game Pass at some point in the close near future. And not just one, probably all of them. Oh, I wouldn't doubt it. Yep. But it's just funny how it's like, Deal's closing. Yeah, we got it. All right, guys. Put it all on there. <laughs> Wonder what other games are going to follow suit with that. You'll be... But, I mean, are you surprised? Not really. Watch, you're going to play... We all know what's going to happen. on Xbox. <laughs> they don't have a console port of WoW. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, they got Diablo and... Was it they got Diablo 2? No, 3 and 4. Um, they had the... Oh, it was some Blizzard collection of older games that they put out on consoles as well. Mm -hmm. I don't know how far of a step it would be to put WoW on a console. I don't know if it would do well, but it's always a possibility. They got Overwatch on consoles. It's worth a shot. I'm just trying to think of games. Yeah, I mean, it's totally possible. I don't see it happening, though. For some reason, I just feel like that's a bridge too far. I, I don't exactly see anybody on on PC switching over to console because of it, that's for sure. Yeah, no, not at all. But since this is on Game Pass subscription, and I'm pretty sure Phil Spencer said we're not going to close it off to other services, do you think it's going to show up on PlayStation 2? 
What? Uh, Call of Duty. Maybe. All depends on what their deal was, to be honest. Yeah, I don't know. Unless Phil Spencer straight up says, hey, you guys were assholes. You ain't getting shit. Oh, a new Call of Duty game is coming out in a, a month or two, I think. Mm. I wonder what that's going to look like. Like, I don't know if it's going to come straight to Game Pass or if it's going to be like you have to buy it first and then it'll be on Game Pass later. Or if they're going to do the Starfield route and it's going to be um, on both at the same time. I don't know. Because... Uh, I could see it do, doing at the same time, but at the same uh, at the same time, Call of Duty is its own thing, where it's like it's a franchise where Starfield was is built up so much from the base that they could yeah, get but away. Yeah, it's built on the back of other games that have come out from Bethesda, right. so it's like it, they're operating on good faith. Okay, fair enough. We know that Call of Duty sells, though. Oh yeah. No, it was just a matter they of did what... also just recently jack up the price of uh, Game Pass, so who knows? You just get in more users that way. <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot of different ways that could go. I'll just have to wait and see. <laughs> Step your game up, Sony. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're going to do fine at the end of this year. They got a lot of decent games coming out and stuff to look forward to. I can't afford none of it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. But um, on on the uh, on the topic of Starfield, just the way that has come out and now Cyberpunk, their DLC is coming out. Mm -hmm. And I think even Call of Duty had it as well. How do you feel about paying for early access to a game like how starfield was like buy whatever edition or if you have a game pass subscription just give us 30 bucks and you have access to the game a week early or if you buy this if you pre-order this you get three days early access or whatever that kind of what do you think about that that kind of early access you mean uh well let's start with that if you're ta How do you feel about that? Because that's just another way of like them getting more money out of you, essentially. Yeah, I I wouldn't do it. Me personally, granted, I'm not. I'm not as invested in it as uh, as some people would. What if it was a game you were invested in? I don't know. Because even then, that uh, three days to uh, three days to a week early is is a bit of a hard sell. Because thirty bucks is a lot of money. Well, these also came with like some of these will come with skins for guns or access to something else. Starfield, you got um, you get access to their Shattered Skies or Shattered Suns DLC whenever that comes out. Plus, you got a uh, spacesuit and a skin for a gun. I think. That may that cyberpunk. I think you get some other things as well, but it's only like a couple days beforehand. Right. 
Like, it's not a week or anything like that. It's just a few days. But I don't know how much more you have to pay for that access. Right. That, mu- that, much, makes, that much makes sense. If, it's, if you got, uh, got all that stuff included in it, then yes, I, I would probably do that. I, I see it as along the same lines as buying, like, like with Lightfall and the annual pass. Mm-hmm. The base game was fifty bucks, but you paid forty bucks for all the all the seasonal uh, the seasonal stuff. So, um, to me, at that point, it was worth it. It's just a matter of what you're getting out of it. If it's solely just to have access to it three uh, th- uh, between three to a, three days to a week, early access, not a chance in hell. I, I, I'm sorry. Uh, that that's the that's the half that's half the cost of a game. Okay, but with this early access idea, that also changes the base price of a game from originally being sixty or now seventy to upwards of a hundred bucks. That kind of changes how things look when you put it like that. Yeah. Because you're not really getting anything more out of the game from it. You're just getting extra additions and you get to play early. Right. It's really about it. Like, at least with the early access, to, to use it for comparison, the Dreamlight, for example. We pay, depending on what, what pack you bought, you paid between, what, 30 and 70 bucks or whatever? Whatever the hell the rates are, I don't remember what they are at this point. Something like that. But it was like what thirty five, fifty, and seventy or something. Right. But at least you still had early access to the game for for like a year before the game's release. And we still don't even know if it's fully released now or when the physical edition comes out, if that counts as the full release. I would assume that would count. Basically, the whole Forgotten I'm assuming saga. so too, but yeah. they just haven't said so. Now, Mike, you bring that up, and my question for you is well, well, my rebuttal for that is the game wasn't complete. That's the biggest difference between that and like Starfield or Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. These are completely finished games that are ready to come out, you just get early access to them. Um, Dreamlight and similar games are early access to the game while it's being finished and finalized Mm. you're not getting the entire game you're getting what they have at the time and uh the ability to play it as they add more to it and you don't have to pay any more installments is it worth it at that point if it's not even a complete game to the degree that dreamlight was yes because that that brings it back to the conversation like dreamlight's an outlier though because it was pretty polished right which is what which is what I was getting at when with the the previous conversations that we've had where everybody in there uh, everybody under the sun seems to be wanting to do early access now fine you want to do early access i it should be polished enough to the degree that like dreamlight was it's a playable game you can enjoy it you're not gonna you we understand bugs will happen and shit like that Hopefully to God that that shit that shit's gonna you try to avoid that shit happening, but like at at it being released at that particular moment, let's say if let's say that the game was released 
full tilt to the public. Um, that's the official release, free to play, whatever. That would seem reasonable for that to be for that to be the case. You start the game off free of charge like that, but they're giving you early access. You have access to star paths that, if my understanding is correct, will never will never be reintroduced. So those who played during that early time period got items that regular players will never get. And they and they got. You know, to see... I just thought about something for Dreamlight really quick. Yeah. The way that they're doing the the physical release is really odd, considering the game is supposed to be free to play, is it not? Yeah. Yeah. So you're you're basically buying the game at retail price, but the game is free. The only catch is that you're getting those add-ons with it. Right. It just feels weird when I put it like that. Yeah, it's like it's a, it's its own type of bundle pack. You're paying for that Moonstone pack with the items and stuff like that. You just happen to be getting a physical copy of the game with it. Yeah, I guess that's just for like people who like physical editions of stuff. Yeah. Because if you're doing it that way, then you really don't need it. Just buy a code for that stuff and download the game. Yeah. But it's just it, it it almost feels weird when you when you like change the way you look at it. Because it's like I'm buying a game, but the game is free, but the money that you're putting into it is for the DLC for it. Right. Which if you think about it really isn't for for fifty bucks it really isn't that much. You're not getting much for That's, it. That was the next thing I was going to say. It's really subjective, too. Right. Because um, early access games, even if it's not completed, some people will be like, oh, yeah, it's great. People should play this because X, Y, Z reasons, and you're on the ground floor, and other people like, there's not enough here, so why would I bother spending my money on it? Right. Everybody's got a different definition of completion or uh, prog progress. Right. And, and it really all depends on how, how they how they execute their early access. Because we've even put the comparison between Dreamlight and Speedstorm. Paying the founder the founder's fee for Dreamlight was worth it, whereas paying mm -hmm. the founder's fee for Speedstorm is not. In our, in our uh, or at least in my personal opinion. I... To me, you have to really like the game that's free to play to put money into it. And and to me, put uh, I wouldn't. I you would definitely have to really like the game if you wanna have uh, pay early access to get in like less than a week. Yeah. For me, a week is pushing it. I mean that that's what I did with Starfield. I right. was excited for the game. I had been looking forward to it. So yeah. I'm... I'm gonna pay the thirty bucks from Game Pass and be able to play the game early. Why not? Right. It was it was worth it to you. I wouldn't. Yeah. I me personally wouldn't have been, wouldn't have done that. But I didn't have the time and invested into it, whereas you did. Mm -hmm. So, like you said, completely subjective. Yes. Do you regret it? Absolutely not. <laughs> no hell no. I'm still playing the game. Love it. I just took down the Crimson Fleet. No more pirates in the space now. <laughs> <laughs> Until you start your own pirate crew. 
Uh, maybe. <laughs> we'll see. It's just, it's an interesting thought because it's like they're finding new ways to get more money out of you and disguising it as something else when you're not really getting anything in return but the game a couple days early. They're going to have to figure something out because, uh, did you hear uh, about Australia's law that just got passed? No, what? Um, apparently Australia uh, passed uh, passed a law um, that's going to be a blow to um, gotcha games and um, microtransactions and stuff like that. So First off, good, but what is it? Basically, um, they are requiring video games, any games that have microtransactions or loot boxes, automatically mm -hmm. be, rated, uh, be rated them. Okay. Specifically for that, to, cur to curb the gambling. Well, yeah, that, that is a problem, especially like with Fortnite 2, who just got hit with the... I think they got hit with some sort of lawsuit, or like um, parents whose kids have bought stuff from Fortnite inadvertently or whatever, they may be entitled to money from Epic because of it. Because a lot of these things are kind of predatory in a way that they, they really do advertise to kids, or they get the kids' attention and be like, hey... You just need to spend some money to get these things or get the chance to get this. And kids don't know the value of money or whatever. They're like, oh, I can spend money to try and get this. I'll do it. And then blow $100 without thinking about it. Right. How is that any different than the freaking and that, commercials that, was the that we biggest had hang up in the EU. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I will say I played an RPG for years and I was subjected to that. And I, I spent money on the game because I played it a shit ton and I was all about it and I spent money on specifically gotchas for different items for my fake internet character. <laughs> that was on me though. I, I knew the value of the money and my chances of getting it because a lot of those times those games will have the percentage chance of getting what you want out of it. But, you know, it's different. I, I was an adult. I knew what I was doing. That was my choice. For kids, they don't know jack shit and they're just like, I it's money. Whatever. I just, if I got it, I spent it. Pretty much. And, what what get what doesn't get me is how the hell like I'm think I'm liking it to kids like Sawyer's age and a little bit older and stuff like that playing playing those types of games. How do parents let their kids spend money like that? Because they don't have parental controls and locks on them. They have their credit cards tied to these things, and all it takes is just a press of a button or two. And you, if you're not watching your kid and what they're doing, then they're just going to blow money and you won't even know it until later on. But even then, those type, those type of locks should are, are, should be easy to implement because now, like with the like with the play easy to implement, sure. Actually doing the process, yeah. good luck getting people who are lazy to do it. People will set kids down and let them just do whatever and not think twice about it that until it's too late. So, I think this is where I'm going to play the devil's advocate on the side of the gaming industry and say so why 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 is the gaming industry have to be the parent in this situation then when the parents don't want to do their job who said that they were they're just changing the ratings board. Yeah. It's it's like a deterrent from letting kids play these games because it has those systems in place. Right. Because then, because then at that at that point, if it's the idea is an eight year old should not be playing a mature rated game. Oh, I agree. I agree one hundred percent. But you still have parents buying kids M rated games anyway. 
And then at that and then at that point that falls on the parent. Exactly. So if the parent knows that those are M-rated games and it has these things in the game and they still buy it for the kid and the kid goes and does it, right. it falls solely on the parent. Even if it, even if it's a rated E game, you should you should at least you should at least sit down and watch your kid play until you feel comfortable enough that the, your kid uh, that it's you know that game's not going to be one of one of those type of games that has content and you don't want your kids consuming. Yeah, but not a lot of parents are educated in video games or understand a lot of these things either. I have to beg to differ at this point. Because a lot of the parents... I mean, with the newer generation, sure, because we grew up with it. But a lot of these things are stemming from the parents who don't know about this stuff or understand it. Yeah, but what, ge- what generation is that, though? Because that, be that would be our parents' generation. Boomers! Their grandparents. <laughs> yeah, basically. And then one step from that. You'd be surprised how uneducated some people are in some certain fields. You also have to give a shit enough to look into it to learn about it or want to figure it out. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, it just—I—I mm. I, I know you're right. It just still baffles my mind. You're putting a lot of faith into people. Yeah, basically, I'm expect—I'm <laughs> expecting people to be to be decent human beings and do uh, and do their job like you and I do. Does that make me cynical? that I'm seeing it for what it is. Makes you a realist. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. I'll take that. But yeah, I mean, it. it's tough when you feel and know that you're doing the right thing and you're making sure that you're dotting your I's and crossing your T's. And then you're like, yeah, of course, everybody else is doing that because they're baseline parents. Why wouldn't they? And then you come to find out, oh, they ain't doing jack shit. It kind of... Kind of rocks your world a little bit. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, we uh, we just recently stopped Sawyer. Uh, told uh, told Sawyer no more no more YouTube for a little while because some of the stuff, even though it was on YouTube Kids, some of the stuff that he was watching is shit we don't want him watching. And it's affecting yep. his behavior uh, at home. And I'm like, no, you you're gonna stop. Mm-hmm. The fact that some people won't... You are doing your job as a parent and parenting him. You're trying to set him up for success. It's just ridiculous. That's not a standard. It should be. It should. (laughs) But humans are... People are humans, and I guess they're humans to a fault. I don't don't really know what else to say about it. (laughs) Sometimes... Sometimes people are going to put their hand on the stove even if they know it's going to be hot. And then they're going to look at you and go, why did that hurt me? It's like, well, you didn't learn the last few times. Who said you're going to learn now? I don't know. Some just don't care. Like, exactly. Let the world burn. Yeah. Pretty much. Well, that felt like a downer. (laughs) (laughs) It is what it is, though. I hope that people do the right thing and raise their kids well, but you also have to be prepared for the ones that don't. Want a little bit of a happy story? Yes, please. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently there was an unreleased prototype for a Crash vs. Spyro racing game. 
Oh shit! I thought we got through all the news. Really? Yep. Um, a apparently a YouTuber bought a um, uh, oh my god, a developer kit for the original Xbox. Um, apparently okay. it belonged to a British studio called Ute- uh, Utechnics. Um, mm-hmm. and the the uh, the the kit held a whole bunch of um, prototype games. One of the ones that he found was basically a prototype for Crash versus Spyro. Basically along the same lines as cool. uh, the CTR game. Um, yeah. But the, the the weird thing about it was this was never even mentioned at all. Like, it wasn't even announced that this type of game was coming on. So um, they're pretty much believing that it's they were developing it to pitch to... To the com- uh, to Argonauts, to see mm-hmm. if they want if they'd even want uh, want to do that game and go forward with it. Yeah, you'll see a lot of uh, devs who like want to get the was it contractor rights to an IP to make a game in that series or whatever, mm. as just as a pitch. So that's that's cool that they made that. I, I would have loved to see that game come out. To be honest. It would have been neat. CTR was pretty good too. So if they made a CTR version of Spyro and Crash together, that'd be neat. It that's given me like Diddy Kong Racing vibes from the N sixty four. Oh, I was a bit. I was that a was big such CTR a good guy. racing game. I was I was always Dingo. I don't know who that is. He was the he was the big um um. Uh, don't tell me he was a dingo. Yeah, a dingo. A big, big hulking dingo guy. <laughs> I, I'm assuming he's the... Almost sounds he's like that, you're talking I'm bad about I'm assuming he's the Crash's, Crash's version of Donkey Kong. Oh. Uh, that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't they remake CTR or bring it out again recently? Like in the last year or two? Excuse me? How have we, yeah, not, how have we never they? discussed this? Because it's not a very big game and it didn't make a splash. But I would have gotten it. Uh... Crash Team Racing Nitro Field on the PS4. Yeah. You missed it. It's 20 bucks at uh, Walmart. Go get it. Don't tempt me. I'm going to. Fuck! <laughs> I'm gonna see if I'm gonna see if it's on uh, if it's under the, uh, the PS Store. Yeah, if it well, if it's under the um, the free games under the the subscription. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck yeah! I really thought that we had got through all the news. That was a nice little upper at the end, and you got some good news. <laughs> that definitely <laughs> made my day. One. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you want to end this uh, I'm going to bed that's how I'm going to end yeah. it <laughs> oh shit it's already 1130 yeah I'm also just exhausted mm. oh, but that's just me so much for playing Destiny <laughs> yeah I still have to put this together and it, well I guess I don't really we actually recorded on tomorrow. Monday this time <laughs> I know. <laughs> I don't have to rush it out. Spend some time putting it together tomorrow. So where can they find us, Adam? So yeah, we can, we 
they can find us playing Destiny for a little bit before bedtime. <laughs> but beyond that, <laughs> beyond that, we're on Instagram and Facebook and what's the other one? The Twits. What am I trying? X. Twitter. Yeah, the the tweeters. <laughs> and and I'll say it just for you: the Utoos. <laughs> 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 and everywhere you can get your podcast, like usual. And as usual, listen when you have a chance, and let us know what you think. I thought you were going to say, as usual, it's been a pleasure. See you around. <laughs> Bye. New sign-off. Are we leaving now? Yeah, why not? Oh, okay. Okay, bye. <laughs>